In the beginning, God the cradle the heavens and the earth. God says, Let there be light. And there was light. Jesus made the sick people better. He loves us. Hundred, a hundred years. Jesus loved the children. Well, we've been enjoying this journey of studying together and reflecting on what it means to be like a child. And thank you to Sean for the artwork that we have enjoyed uh, uh, each time we've begun this series. And thank you to the children who have uh, engaged our thinking and uh, awakened us to learn from God. Welcome to New Hope Baptist Church this morning. Welcome to our Croydon campus and those who are watching online. And welcome to each of you who are here in the auditorium this morning. When I was in... uh, my youth, I had an associate pastor of the church that I attended who referred to uh, myself and others in the youth group as the kids. In fact, he would address us quite frequently as, uh, as, hey kids. And there wasn't anything particularly unusual about that. It's just that when we got into our 20s and our 30s and our 40s, we continued to be the kids. And none of us reacted negatively to this. We didn't feel it was pejorative. We loved it, in fact, because it was a term of endearment. It was a a language of affection. It said that we were a part of a a group. We had identity together. We belonged to uh, him as our mentor and uh, such an influence in all of our lives. John, who was an apostle of Jesus, who worked among believers in the first century and had churches that he uh, worked with and wrote letters to, had the same kind of relationship. And he referred to them as his children. And he would write letters. We're going to read a few verses from one of those letters today, First John, in, in which he would address them as my dear children. In 1 John, he does that at the beginning of chapter 2. He does it through chapter 3. He does it at the very end where he says, Dear children, don't let anything get in your way of putting God in the first place in your life. And that's how he ends his letter. He's, He's got this passion for the community of people that he's dealing with. And he thinks of them as his children. He talks to them as his children. In the verses of Scripture that I'm going to read this morning, uh, John takes that imagery of being his children and he elevates it to another level. And he talks about all of us being God's children. All those who are followers of Jesus being God's children. And he describes it as something that we are invited to mature into. I know that we have all been taught since very young that we need to mature into adulthood. But I want to compel you today with the profoundly Christian notion that we need to mature into childhood. We need to mature into childlikeness in our relationship with God, in our relationship with his mission in the world. Now, when the Bible talks about being childlike, it's not talking about being immature. 
Not at all. It's not, it's not a, a license to uh, fail to grow in our emotions. It's not, you know, freedom to uh, kind of be intellectually lazy. Not at all. And sometimes Paul actually uses this metaphor to describe, sort of in reverse, to describe the need to keep growing and flourishing in our journey. But the kind of growing up that we are doing is not into the categories and wisdom of our culture and our world and, and the, the sort of the powers that, uh, that be, the kind of growing up that we're doing is quite countercultural and quite incredibly godlike. And it's a call to grow up into our childhood. Let me read to you. Let me read to you from uh, the first letter of John. And I'm just going to read a few verses from the beginning of chapter 3. If you have a, a paper or a digital Bible, you might want to follow along. See how very much our Father loves us. For he calls us his children. And that is what we are. But the people who belong to this world don't recognize that we are God's children because they don't know him. Dear friends... We are already God's children, but he has not yet shown us what we will be like when Christ appears. But we do know that we will be like him, for we will see him as he really is. And all who have this eager expectation will keep themselves pure just as he is pure. This invitation to grow up into our childhood. It's a wonderful thought, really, to grow up into a kind, of, a kind of posture that allows us to enter the kingdom. You remember that story that we talked about at the beginning and have referenced several times? Jesus had an adult crowd that he was preaching to, and he put a primary child front and center and said to everybody, if you want to enter the kingdom of God, you need to become like this child. That's what we're trying to grow up into. And I want to encourage you this morning with the simple, two simple ideas that this is the only way to experience God's incredible love and affection. And it is the only way to receive God's wisdom and power for mission and life in this world is to grow up into our childhood, to, to have this posture that the Bible points us to and that we seek to help each other lean into in life. It is the only way to experience God's profound love and affection for each of us as children. I love the fact that my associate pastor continues to call me kid. Uh, it's, it's, it's different now that he's 80 and I'm 60. Uh, but but uh, not quite, actually, not quite 60. Uh, but, but just anticipating, just anticipating. Uh, but but it, it feels good because it, it, it references a journey and a relationship and something wonderful. God wants to call you his child. He wants to know you as his child, and he wants you to know him as a parent who is loving and compassionate, a father who will give you security, a nurturer who will carry you through the journey. And he wants to, wants to have you think of him as the one who has adopted you into his divine family. 
You're, 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 you're a welcome member of his family, at his table, in his, in his embrace, giving you all the comfort and security, all the hope and promise which that gives. It's the only way to experience this sort of uh, incredible gift of, 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 of love and affection is to adopt this posture of childlikeness. The verse that I read, uh, which begins with, with the, the, the affirmation, you know, what, how amazing that God loves us. In the old King James, it used to read, what manner of love he has bestowed upon us. Wonderful old English language. And, and it uses a, a Greek word that has this wonderful history. It, it's, it's, like, it's like, where did this come from? There was a time when Jesus stilled a storm in one of his miracle moments. And they were in a boat. Jesus spoke to nature. Suddenly, a raging storm became a quiet evening breeze. And his disciples looked at him and said, where did this guy come from? What country did he come from? Kind of like our expression in the 21st century, where on earth did that come from? Where is that coming from? It's, it's that language that is here at the beginning of chapter, uh, of chapter 3. What, where did this love come from that God has bestowed on us? It's an expression of astonishment and of wonder and of amazement. Because, because it's, it's not a kind of love that we can come to an adult, you know, peer relationship with God and, and find... It's a kind of love that we find when we, when we realize it's like not even from this world. It's, it's not deserving. It's, it is astonishing. I want to try to put us in touch this morning with those experiences in our childhood when love was just like the thing that's being described here. Can you remember a time in your life, and I'm going to guess many of you won't be able to remember, but you'll know what I'm talking about because you'll remember others who've done it, when you drew a crayon picture for an adult. When you were given a crayon and told to draw a picture for mommy and daddy, or of your own impetus, you drew a picture for the teacher that you loved in those early, early years, or you drew a picture for an aunt or an uncle or a friend. Now, can you get in touch with that feeling? I'm guessing that's not going to be easy for most of us because that's almost receded beyond memory. We can think about children doing it. Now, a heads up, a warning. In a few minutes, I'm going to give you a crayon and a piece of paper and ask you to go there again. What does a child do with a crayon and a piece of paper and the simple instruction? Draw a picture for mommy and daddy. Now, just think about it for a couple. And here we are being told to step into all of life's mysteries and anxieties and mess and to, to bring our crayon drawings to a God who loves us deeply and profoundly. And in exchange for our crayon drawings, he will give us the wisdom that the world needs and the power to bring change around us. Now, that is, that is an, a spectacularly odd transaction. We bring the affections of our heart to a God who loves us like silly, and he gives us the resources to make a better family, to make a better world, to live alternately. 
And so you say, well, what, what, you know, why doesn't everybody applaud this? Because the world doesn't recognize us. That's the second thing that John says in this letter. He says, and God has not yet shown us what we will be like when Christ appears. We know that we will be like Jesus. We know some things about who Jesus is. But we haven't yet fully taken hold of all that it means to be a child in God's kingdom or fully understood or fully experienced all that this is about. And that is our growth aid. That, that's why we grow up into our childhood is because there's more, because there's more. You know, the beautiful thing about a child in contrast to, you know, age as it sets in is a child is all potential, yeah? And have you ever had a moment as you move along in your journey where you wish you could go back to some earlier point and do it different? You know, if I just practiced the piano more, I'd be awesome today, you know? If I just practiced it at all, actually, it, I, I'd be awesome today. You know, a, a moment in your history, if I just responded differently in that conflict, my goodness. A moment that's back there, if I just made some different choices, if I just sought help before the collapse, if I just just taken a different path instead of stepping into this thing that is constraining and con constricting and, and, and seems to be bossing me around all the time. And, and, and how, do I, how do I get free? And so, so the gospel is a story of growing into your childhood. It's a story of stepping away from all that has kind of formed you and shaped you in this world and becoming like a child with all of that potential and beauty and grace. The Bible uses the language of being born again. It is actually possible in, in the walk of faith to kind of have a restart, to have a second chance relative to so many broken things in life. And then the Bible promises us life beyond death. And so the great challenge in this world is we get narrowed up in our thinking. And, you know, you, 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 you turn 80, you turn 90, you turn 105, and, and you think you're done. And the Bible actually says, no, 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 no. If you've been maturing into your childhood, you're just about to be born into eternity. And this is the next season. Kind of mind-blowing, isn't it? All right. I'm going to ask the uh, stewards to come and give you all a crayon and a piece of paper. I'm going to ask them to give you a crayon and a piece of paper. And I'm going to ask you to uh, doodle on that piece of paper for a moment or two. And I want you to try and take yourself to a more childlike place. I'm guessing you have not been asked to draw a picture for God with a crayon for a long while. Now, don't get too, too adult and worry. Will my picture be good enough? Who's watching me? Who's going to evaluate these pictures? When, when we've all finished during the next song, I'm going to invite everyone to just bring your, bring your doodle and put it at the front as we sing as a gift to God. We're going to imagine that this is God's fridge here, and, and he's, he's going to take all of our pictures and celebrate them. I'm going to pray over them. And we're going to ask God to uh, take the, 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 the posture of our lives in the seasons to come and help us to grow into our childhood. 
So you might want on your piece of paper, it's what you'd do if you were in preschool or, you know, not yet in kinder. You might on your piece of paper want to draw a picture of God because that's what kids usually do and that's always fun. Let your child loose here now. You might want to draw on your piece of paper simply your name. You might want to script your name, you know, with backward letters the way kids do and bring it expecting a celebration because I gave you a gift of my doodles on a page. I want this to be fun, but I also want to invite you to recognize that this is a real posture that God invites us to come to him in child-likeness. Bringing what in this world has so little value but to God is so precious because it is a gift from our hearts into his arms. And we are so tempted to think that we have better things than a doodle drawing to bring. But the truth is, in God's economy and in God's, God's glory, our doodle is no different from all of our best energies. And he calls us to childlikeness. Know that as we experience God's incredible love and affection, he also wants to give us his wisdom and his power. He doesn't give it to the clever people. He doesn't give it to those whose skills and tasks are so awesome that the world applauds. He doesn't, he doesn't give it to those who think themselves to be gift to humanity. He gives it to the childlike in spirit. So as you doodle, just pray quietly and tell God that you love him. As you doodle, just allow yourself to be a child in God's presence and experience his embrace. As you make your picture, expect that God will give you gifts of wisdom and power, extraordinary joy filling for the sake of the work of his kingdom in the world because it's the childlike who inherit the kingdom of God. If you're watching online, you might want to grab a crayon, you might want to grab a piece of paper, you might want to participate in this exercise yourself and you might want to just take a minute or two to sit and pray uh, even as we're going to do as we bring our uh, sheets of paper our little uh, sacrifices of childlike wonder and love to God. You might want to just have a prayer over what you do as you doodle and take your uh, moment to be childlike in God's presence, uh, to experience his affections and to receive his gifts. Can I lead us in prayer? Father God, we thank you that you are a God who loves the childlike in heart. You are a God who does not call us to match you in strength before you will meet us in love, but rather you come to us just as we are, even in a state of, of confusion and lostness, even when we posture as your enemies, God. You come to us and you love us with an unconditional embrace that waits for and welcomes the childlike response of our needful lives. This morning, God, we, we want to be in that childlike place in a, in a, in a new and, 
powerful way. Lord, we, we want to mature into the childlikeness and the wonderful, wonderful status of being children of God that you call us into. So, Lord, help us to set aside the things that sometimes cause us worry and sometimes cause us pain and often have us turning our back to you. And let us come to you, God, as little children. Let us come to you with the freedom and the abandon and the earnestness of those who know that you love us, even though we don't understand all the answers to the questions. We don't understand all the issues and ins and outs and challenges and possibilities and hurts and pains of our world, Lord. We know that you love us, and we bring what we are and what we have and what we need, God, and what we seek. We bring it all to you. So this morning, receive our gifts of childlike affection. Receive our, our brokenness, God. Receive our our expressions of simple love and give us in exchange your wisdom and your power for mission and for life. God, help us as we mature into our childhood to be better parents. Help us as we mature into our childhood to be better employees. Help us, God, as we mature into our Christ-like childhood to be better citizens in this nation, servants of your gospel, people who make a difference on the street in which we live, in the, in the various communities where we serve, in the various environments where we are customer and client and servant. God, help us to be your children in a world that you have created and long to embrace. Let us be your missionary children, your loving children. To the glory of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Can I invite you to stand to your feet? I'm going to ask you to bring your drawing to the front, but you can keep your crayon. I want you to keep your crayon and put it somewhere that will stir in your heart the, the, the idea of being a child, that you don't have to write a thesis for God to celebrate you, you can just scribble a thank you. You don't need to be better than anyone for God to bless you with wisdom. You can be the least of these, and he will give to you power and knowledge to live for his kingdom. Keep your crayon close. Put it somewhere that it will stir reflections and reminders of the childlike journey that we are each called to. And as we sing, can I invite you to bring your scribbles this morning? Just bring them and lay them here on the, on the uh, platform. And as you come, can I ask you to try to get in touch with those kindergarten feelings? Imagine yourself to be a kindergarten child coming to mom, dad, uncle, some friend with the drawing that you imagine will delight their hearts to the nth degree and come in that spirit because that's exactly how God wants to meet you. Let's bring our offerings this morning of love and worship as we sing. <laughs>